Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you and we magnify your great name. We lift up my friends who have contracted COVID, the flu, and other upper respiratory illnesses. We pray for our new listeners in New Zealand. We thank you for the birth of my grandson, and we pray for peace in Israel. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, the birth of my grandson in this season reminds me of the birth of our Lord and Savior. Luke chapter 2 verse 7 proclaims, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Folks, due to the scheduling of the census decreed by the Roman government, the population of Bethlehem would swell because of the extra visitors. Had the innkeeper known that the Savior of the world was coming, I'm sure he would have reserved some space for him. My brothers and sisters, the innkeeper had an excuse as to why he did not make room for Jesus. He didn't know that he was coming at that time. But my question to you today is, will you make room for Jesus? We have an opportunity to let Jesus into our lives, on our jobs, in our relationships, in our families, in our marriages, and in our own personal relationship with Christ. Friends, we know He is coming back, and it is not only prudent that we watch for His return, we should live for Him until He does return, or we die. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 40 and 41, it says, Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and the other left. So why would two hard-working people be taken, and the two others get left? They were all working hard, but only two made room for Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he encounters five men, Simon Peter, Andrew his brother, along with James and his brother John. Their father, Zebedee, was also in the boat with James and John. The disciples heard the call of Jesus to follow him, and they followed. Not only did they follow our Lord, but they learned from him over the next three years. During those three years, the disciples failed often, but they let Jesus in. In Acts chapter 13, verses 4 through 12, Paul and Barnabas were in Cyprus to preach the gospel to the Jews at the synagogues. The strategy of Paul and Barnabas was to go to the cities, go to the synagogues, and proclaim the gospel, and if the Jews did not receive the good news, they would proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles. My comrades for Christ, the Jews were still waiting on the Messiah to come for the first time. 
They missed him on the A train, and when he comes back, he'll be on the B train and they'll still be at the A station, because there was no room for him in the hearts of the Jews. In Acts chapter 13, verses 6 and 7, the writer Luke introduces us to a sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew named Bar-Jesus, whose name means son of Jesus. Bar-Jesus was an assistant to the proconsul Sergius Paulus. A proconsul is a governor appointed by the Roman Senate. Luke calls him an intelligent man who wanted to hear the word of God. But Bar-Jesus ran interference, not wanting his employer to hear the word. At that time, Paul, who was full of the Holy Spirit, says these words to Bar-Jesus in verse 10. O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Folks, Bar-Jesus was the enemy of everything that is right. Bar-Jesus dealt with the occult, using the power of demons to deceive and distort the truth. Paul would put temporary blindness on Bar-Jesus. He was already spiritually blind, like so many in today's world. After witnessing Paul's first recorded miracle, Sergius Paulus became a believer. Here we have Bar-Jesus, a Jew, rejecting Jesus, while Sergius Paulus, a Gentile, made room for Jesus. In Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34, there are multiple opportunities to let Jesus in. So let's see who does. First, a slave girl who had been possessed by a demon who gave her power to tell fortunes. She followed Paul and Silas around for many days, crying out, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Paul finally got annoyed with her and said to the evil spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. My friends, when you are all in for Jesus, as Paul was, you can command the demons to obey in the name of Jesus. But you must be all in. The Bible does not say what happened to the slave girl, but when other demon-possessed people are freed in the Bible, they begin to serve the Lord. Now the slave girl earned money for her masters. But now, with the loss of the evil spirit, they would lose money. They seized Paul and Silas and brought them before the authorities. Folks, the masters of the slave girl missed their chance to let Jesus in, as money was more important. The authorities also missed their chance, as they had Paul and Silas beaten and thrown into jail. The Bible says, at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. An earthquake shook the jail, and all of the doors were opened, and the prisoners' chains fell off. My brothers and sisters, Paul and Silas were set free of their chains. Do you need to be set free from sin? Pray for forgiveness, and you will be forgiven. And then continue to follow the teachings of Jesus. Folks, the jailer thought the prisoners had escaped and was about to kill himself when Paul stopped him. In Acts chapter 16, verse 30, the jailer asked the question that we all should ask. 
He says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? My comrades for Christ, the answer is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. The jailer made room for Jesus and so did his family. In Matthew chapter 9 verses 10 through 13 is the story of Jesus having dinner at Matthew's house. Matthew was a despised tax collector before Jesus called him as a disciple, and his tax collector friends, along with sinners, came and sat down with Jesus and his disciples for dinner. The highly critical, self-righteous Pharisees saw that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners and asked, Why are you eating with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus says these words in verse 12, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. My brothers and sisters, we are all sin sick and need a doctor, but you must make room for Jesus to come in and heal you. You and I cannot heal ourselves. If we could, Jesus would not have had to come. The Pharisees were caught up in rituals and proper sacrifices at the temple, but they had no time or need or desire to deal with anyone who were not devout Pharisees. In verse 13, Jesus says, For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. My friends, Jesus is calling me, and he is calling you, to repent of sin and follow him. Would you make room for Jesus today? My friends, the creator of heaven and earth spent his first hours on a feeding trough meant for animals. That's a lowly beginning, and he came into the world that way to show everyone that no matter who you are or what you have done, if you will make room for him in your life, he will change you. I'm a living witness. Will you make room for him today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to save us from our sins. We want to make room for him in our lives so that he can take charge of everything. We pray for those who accept Jesus' free gift of salvation for Christmas will give back to him a gift of total commitment with their lives. In the name of the indescribable gift, Jesus Christ, amen. And if you gave your life to Christ, send me an email to hello at greatministries.org and I'll help you find a place to be baptized. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.